being the eternal student, it's a journey. It's not about a designation. It's not about letters at the end of your name. It's just about continually improving at your craft, striving to be the very best version of yourself, always the student, always learning, always becoming more intentional with your relationships, with yourself, with your people, with your money. What is financial sobriety? Well, first, I'm Jim Gebhardt. Oh, I'm Matthew Grishman. That's good. We should introduce ourselves. And this podcast is all going to be about three relationships that really, when you stop and you think about them, you don't think they go together. But it's your relationship you have with money. It's a relationship you have with people who mean the most to you. And ultimately, the relationship you have with yourself. So I might imagine that those three relationships are somewhat wrapped together. That when one gets a little out of whack, perhaps it has an effect on the others. Stick around and you'll find out. You got any gratitude today, brother? Yeah, it might spill the beans a little bit on the show. I am incredibly grateful for a friend of mine who I've never met. Uh, Do tell, please. I definitely consider Dan Sullivan a friend of mine. He's been one of the most influential coaches in my life, and I've never met him. I didn't realize you've never met him before. Never met him. Wow. I mean, I've met him on a probably a Zoom or something, but I've never, I've never met him in person. Well, why are you grateful for that? Well, you know, as uh, we're going to talk about today, I did some work with him a long time ago, a long, long time ago. Like before I the internet? I still remember. That was probably before the internet. 2010 is when... No, uh, I think we had AOL then. I took my hiatus. Actually, I've had a couple clients this week with Hotmail and AOL email addresses, and I don't exactly know how to politely tell them that that is like fossils. Like you are, you might as well have like dinosaur.com or something as your email address. Just address the next message to them. Hey, boomer, right? Isn't that subtle? Grandpa. Subtle? Subtle. (laughs) My gratitude is, is really profound. I'll probably go into it more on the show just to not uh, spill all the beans, but, and then I have a tremendous amount of gratitude for the week that you've had as well. Oh. That would, that would, that's, a, that's a whole separate kettle of fish. I was going to say, that's like not even on this episode. Right. I'm incredibly grateful. And I, I am going to share what I'm grateful for. We're not going to talk about it today, which, you know, might, might piss some people off here in the tribe, or it might keep them coming back when we record some more about it in the fall. I'm grateful to be comfortable in my own skin, like for the first time, really comfortable in my own skin. I've been getting more comfortable in my own skin. But I wouldn't quite say I'm completely there until Tuesday of this week. Big day, big day, big week. And I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful to be on this side of the dirt. And I'm grateful to be here in studio with you again, brother. You know, when when we don't do this as often, my gratitude for it grows. Not to say that we're not going to get back to doing this on a more regular basis, but I feel the absence of you and not you and me not being here together in studio. Sure. Doing what we love to do, which is sit here and kibitz about things that are meaningful to the both of us. So I'm uh, amen to that. I am grateful. So here we are. We're uh, we're kicking off our summer series like we've done now for the last couple of, of summers. We're for you and me back to school. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up the gratitude you had today. It seemed like, you know, you and I have been these eternal students that always seem to be in some kind of coaching program, working with some sort of mentor trainer to get ourselves better. And 
And that process for the both of us uh, had been working so well, it seemed like it stopped completely. I would. I mean, I I don't mean to push back on that. I mean, we've done oh, a do. tremendous amount of coaching and growing and workshops yeah. and seminars and reading and reading and reading and reading. I hope for our, our tribe and our listener base, you know, as I think about my time in school and I've got four school age kids, right? I didn't really enjoy school. Traditional school, classroom school. Yeah, I enjoyed college better. I got to study stuff that I was interested in. But honestly, it wasn't until I was probably in my late 20s or even 30 before I really started to embrace this concept of just, you know, learn, just keep getting better and better and better and better and raising the bar and just exploring different concepts. And I was introduced to Dan Sullivan and the strategic coach back in 2005 when the earth was cooling. And even California, even California, this concept of being a lifelong student, being an eternal student, I I can't just, I can't emphasize that enough because when I go away from it, I feel lost. Like if I, if I don't have a good book, I'm not, I've never been, I've never been a fiction reader. I go to the movies for that. I'm not going to sit and read a fiction book. Mm -hmm. So when I read, I have this hardwiring that I, I read to get better. I read to learn and grow and sharpen sure. the saw. So if I don't have a good book, which I haven't in a while, it just feels like something's off. Yeah. Right. So this series that we've developed here with teacher children, it's timeless stuff. It's completely timeless stuff. And we want to always add our perspective or where we are in the timing of it. But, you know, embrace this concept of being a lifelong student. I don't care if you're 82 or 22, or if you got little ones at home, help them find stuff that they're interested in. Yeah, sure. We got to go through all the the cursory aspect of learning. Like Emily just graduated from San Diego State University, University. And as I was sharing with her the other day, I'm like, okay, you've now completed your compulsory round. Like hmm. I'm thinking of, you know, an Olympic tryout or something. It's like the compulsories are finished. All the basics that you've had to go through in, you know, K through 12. And then as we like to joke with, uh, with Emily and Grace, grades 13, 14, 15, 16. And yeah, well, the the education's been provided for her. It's all she's got, right. Now she's got to go and map out out what's next. Exactly. Exactly. Brother, it's like the reason we're doing the teach your children summer series over and over and over again is because teaching your children about money is not like one singular investment you can make. It's not like taking, you know, $10,000 and putting it away in a stock and hoping that it's enough to supply you for the rest of your life, including your retirement. It's, it has to be an ongoing conversation Mm -hmm. for it to really work. It's, It's more like the concept of dollar cost averaging, right? This idea of continual saving. That's why we're going to keep having this conversation because here's Emily going into the next stage of life and how you might have spoken with her about finance and what was important to her as a six-year-old has changed when she was a 12-year-old to a 15-year-old to a 16-year-old to a 20-year-old to now a 22-year-old college graduate and beyond. And, And her relationship with money will continue to change as will yours and Beth's and your entire family. And, and that's just something that as a family, you can learn and explore together. And it's your examples 
And it's your experiences that you can kind of pay forward to your children, not so much telling them what to do, but really just being there to ask the right questions, to be that blind spotter that we've always talked about, to help your children see what the most valuable investment they could really ever make, right? Remember that little TED talk I did the year or so ago, The, Mm. the best investment I ever made. We spent a lot of time developing that concept of investing in yourself. The greatest investment one can ever make is investing in themselves. And I am so proud of you that you're doing that again. You've always been good about having a book in your hand, but you haven't been in a classroom in a while, nor have I. No, no. And, and the no. fact that you are, you are taking hard-earned money, because this is not an inexpensive ticket. No, this, uh, is, this is a, yeah. a substantial investment in you, in us. In our future, thank you it's for that. My 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 pleasure. The uh, the whole the whole concept of when and I'm sure everybody can relate to this in some regard. When when things are working so well, you stop. Yeah, absolutely. Now I will say that part of my stopping, I was in the program from 2005 to 2010, and while the words financial sobriety were not part of our lexicon at that point. I was on the verge of bankruptcy Mm. and my stopping the program was necessity. Mm. It was not as much something I wanted to do. It was a very emotional decision for me to, to pull out of the program, but economically given the investment that is associated with it, it wasn't possible. And sure I could have done it sooner than 13 years later, but if the next (laughs) best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, right? This whole program evolved because of, and, I, and I, I'm kind of excited to say something positive and, and pleasant about social media, but a book popped up on Instagram one day that I should explore. And it completely, I bought the book, devoured the book. It's written by Dan Sullivan and another friend of ours. Did we actually meet Ben? Was he on, he yeah. was on a Zoom or was he in the room? He was in a room that I was at. I don't remember if you were there or not. It was one of, uh, I think one I, of the I think sessions we, met, we had with Bo. Yeah, I think we yeah, met another person. Another great friend of ours, Bo Eason, who we did some classroom work with for many, many years. A great mentor who is, I mean, he's he was a guest on the show. You know, you can go back and check out our episode with Bo Eason. Just a wonderful coach and mentor. Thank you for everything we got from that. But introducing us to Ben Hardy and how he's now collaborated with Dan Sullivan. That's some pretty cool stuff. It's some it's some incredibly cool stuff. Uh, this particular program I'm I'm getting into is called 10x, mm. and it's 10x in the context of looking at your life and going not in a linear way up. You know, I'd like things to get better, but what the hell's better? This is this is more in my in my line of thinking quantum leap kind of progress. Sure. Whether, whether it be your health, whether it be your relationships, whether it be your finances, whether it be our business, our podcast, my golf game, whatever, you want to go 10x from here. And as soon as you say those words, what happens when you when you hear you want to elevate your income 10x? What happens? What what's the first thing that comes into your head? I don't know if I can say it on the show because we don't have like that explicit label, but there's a let's just say uh, there's a pucker factor. Yeah, that happens. I'll, yeah. I'll leave it at that. The instant emotion, I think, for most people is, no, no, I can't do that. I can't, that's not possible. That's not possible. Right. Well, that's not what, that's not for me. That's not, that's how I used to think. 
today that's just more of a of a pucker factor for me. Like yes. sure. But I, I think Oof. most people most people look at it and go, I have no, no idea. Way. No way. I, I have no idea how right. I'm gonna do that. Right. How? 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 And as I look back at my life since I was in the program 13 years ago, my income is up four, if not five times. And I went from, this is, you know, for our uh, uh, viewers at home, this this is kind of a hard concept, but I had a negative net worth to a pretty significant net worth. Wait, I'm, I thought I was the only one who owed more than he had. You did too? I, not, not in 2008 and nine, baby. <laughs> Actually, it was technically 2008. And the other milestone that happened this week was it was 15 years ago on the 28th of June that we got out of that negative net worth situation because, as our longtime listeners will remember, we owned two homes a mile apart for 51 weeks. And we closed, we closed During a wonderful house. time in oh, real estate a, history. Oh, it's, well, it was a wonderful time in real estate history. It was about to be a wonderful time in stock market history. And in all sincerity, it is some of the most amazing time in my life with Grant, our youngest son, being born in the latter part of 2008. So with the rain came a lot of sunshine. I'm ecstatic to be back at it. I mean, I am a little scared, but we can never, we can never, ever, ever forget this concept of reinvesting in ourselves. And as parents, as leaders in the community, as business owners, the dividends that come from that are just a ripple effect that is, is an absolutely who knows, right? Because yeah. as you and I have said many, many times, what's gotten us to this point isn't going to get us there, right? That we need new skills, we need new talents, we need new capabilities, we need new relationships. And that all comes from getting out of your comfort zone. What a great time to kick off Teach Your Children and bringing a little bit of financial curriculum at home. The rest of the world uses the summer to check out, to take it easy. And you should take it easy at times, but what I think you and I have done a spectabulous job of is learning how to build recovery into our lives throughout the course of the year so that we don't have to go a million miles an hour for six months and then crash and burn for two months over the summer and let the entire world pass us by. We've, we've developed those good habits. Granted, we fall off the wagon every so often, but I feel like this summer, you and I have some energy in the tank to continue getting better at our craft while mixing in some rest, some recovery, some rejuvenation with our family, with our closest people. You and I are going to get to do some cool recovery stuff together this summer. But while we're doing that, we're still sharpening the tools. We're still getting better at the craft. And I can't think of a better way to kick off this summer than with this concept of making sure that our tribe understands that when you're together as a family and you're guiding your children when it comes to their financial decisions, whether we're you know dealing with little kids, whether we're dealing with teenagers, whether we're dealing with adult children, no matter what stage of parenting we're in, this overriding theme that the greatest investment, the most valuable investment, the most impactful investment you can ever make with your financial resources in yourself. So if we think for a minute about the use of money this summer and how we're going to use money this summer, how we're going to guide our children to use their money this summer, especially if your children are out there earning money this summer, what are they going to do with it once they earn it? If we buy, think they're going to buy stuff, come on, they're good Americans. 
Well, buying stuff, sure. But let's be super intentional about what we're buying and asking ourselves this question. Does what we use this money for help us become the very best version of ourselves? Does it move us further towards becoming that? Obviously, there's no destination there. There's no end of it there. But no but arrival. There, that, right. There, there's a journey. And, and we're continually trying to become this best version of ourselves. Does that investment help that happen? Hey, by the whatever, way, uh, whatever that might be. I'm not the only summer school kid on this podcast. You're not? No. You're in the classroom well, too, aren't you? You mean getting back into therapy? No. That one? No, the, the little <laughs> oh. three-letter three thing. So, so two, well, the cat's out of the bag now. Yeah, I'm back in the classroom on two fronts. One of the greatest things that ever helped me get to you was talk therapy. I had a wonderful therapist for years and years and years and years. She retired, went in a different direction, and I never continued with that and took a big old hiatus, much like the hiatus you took with Dan Sullivan and Strategic Coach. I am thrilled to say I am back working every two weeks with a wonderful therapist who just helps me explore deeper about who I am, who I want to be, helping me deal with some of my dark stuff, the, the shadow effects, so to speak, my own inner Darth Vader. And it just, it's helping me kind of bring the light out more and, and feeling more comfortable in my own skin, as I talked about. But I'm also back to school and and we've talked about this on the show too. I am uh, pursuing my certified financial planner professional designation, the CFP designation. Um, yeah, that's not and, a, that's uh, not a quick little uh, you know three day weekend course at the uh, Marriott in uh, Walla Walla, Washington. <laughs> no, I wish I wish it was. That'd make it easier. But if it was easier, I guess more people would do it. No, it's it's half a master's degree in, in finance, and we're almost done with the second course out of seven courses, and then we get to sit for a mammoth eight-hour final exam when uh, when all is said and done. So hopefully uh, we will get there one day. But what's really been wonderful about you and I living in this world of no arrivals and the learning being a continual thing is that even though this CFP course feels like a forever project and boy, I wish it would get done one day, I get to use what I'm learning immediately. As I'm learning stuff, as I'm diving into the coursework. It's amazing how the universe is bringing opportunities, bringing clients and bringing people into my life who need the expertise that I'm learning as I go. So it just, it reinforces the idea that being the eternal student, it's a journey. It's not about a designation. It's not about letters at the end of your name. It's just about continually improving at your craft, striving to be the very best version of yourself. Always the student, always learning, always becoming more intentional with your relationships with yourself, with your people, with your money. That's what it's all about to me, brother. Let's get our, our teacher children summer series officially kicked off. Yes. We've got, we've got, I think six or seven episodes teed up. We're going to go at a weekly rate from now through the end of the summer. And what we're going to start it off with, you know, today, I, I think we've made a, a, a pretty big case for giving yourself permission, helping your children give themselves permission to use substantial financial resources to invest in themselves on an ongoing basis. Whatever that is, you have to define what that is to help you become the best version of you. That's not for us to decide for you. Well, and, and it's, not, it's not always necessarily the classroom either. No. Right? It, no may it could be, be, a, it it could may, be a gym membership, I was a golf membership. Say, it, may be a, uh, it may be a gym membership. It may be, you know, recently Beth and I were talking about 
her work wardrobe mm. and how there are certain things that she would like to have in her work wardrobe that are very difficult to find. And so we spent the money and I think of it more of an, I think this is another wonderful distinction is you, you can't look at everything as an expense. If you look at everything in your life as an expense versus an investment, you're going to drive yourself crazy. And there are certain things like, uh, and you've told your Alan Edmund shoes story as have I on the show where it's an investment, right? So having these particular clothes made for Beth, I had some shirts made. I had a sport coat made those. The, that's not inexpensive, but that's an investment in Beth. That's an investment in me. I feel, I feel better when my clothes fit me well and I feel sharp. It's just it one, of the exercises, one of the exercises we've talked about on the show many times comes again from Dan Sullivan, which is this concept of protecting your confidence. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where this investment in thyself, right? And that's actually one of the, the shows as well. But this concept of taking some of your hard-earned money, whether you're a kid, whether you're a working adult, whether you're a grandparent, and reinvesting it in you. And I can't stress enough the benefits that come from that because you're going to feel better. You're going to feel more confident. And with that confidence, that is an attractant. That energy out in the ether, you can, you can tell instantaneously if you walk into a room who's confident and who's not. Right. Now, there's a difference between arrogance and confidence. Yeah, confidence and cockiness. You could definitely smell the difference. Right. One, you, you one's cross, real, one's not. Correct. You cross the line into arrogance, that's a repellent. I'm not interested. But somebody that carries himself with confidence, I'm, I'm, I'm immediately attracted to want to go learn more about that person, right? And, and get to know them or spend time with them. Or, so there's just, there's so many different subtle benefits to this. And kicking off this series, I hope if you've listened to it before, listen to it with a fresh set of ears. Well, we're going to have some right? fresh content too. We're going to add some stuff some, to each episode. We, we are, but your life is different too. And I don't mean you, Matthew. I mean you, the listener, right? Yeah. Your life is different today. We're, are we out of the pandemic? Is that, is that, are we done with, what are we pandemic? done with that? Okay. Oh, that thing. So, I mean, life is very different now. And listen to this stuff with a new set, you know, with a new, new ears. And uh, let's have some fun. Absolutely. We're going to kick off next episode going back to the original curriculum with the three C's of parenting. We'll, we'll be up here. I love uh, that in one. Front. Oh, it's, that's, my fa- that's probably one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded because there's no manual for parenting. And I think we really, we really yet, cracked the code yet, on something. Well, but that, that's my point is there is really no manual. And, and you and I cracked the code at least on these different stages and how to best relate to our children relative to the stage that we're in with them. So you and I've got some fresh content we're going to add just based on where we are with our own children on the front of that. Then we're going to get back to that kind of value of a dollar, the tangibility of money uh, in an episode following up to that, which like Mm. you said, because of the pandemic, that's changed. When we were all pandemic bound sitting at home, lots of money in our hands. And now guess what? We've given we've been given permission to go piss it all away again. And that's what it seems like most of the world is doing. So that's going to be pretty timely. And of course, we're going to bring back our clarity compass, how to how to instill 
a values-based approach to, to finance with your children. We're going to spend more time with pay thyself first. We're going to introduce your children to their uncle they perhaps don't know well yet, that favorite Uncle Sam. Uh, and we're going to wrap it all up with this wonderful gift that we can give our children if we learn to get out of their way. And that's the gift of struggle and failure. And oh, we, we're just I'm, I'm getting really amped up and excited about the summer curriculum. This sounds like like a uh, like a five, six course. I, I, I won't use tasting menu because it's summertime, but like a six course barbecue. Yes. This is our own version of the French Laundry, brother. Our own little, you know, six-course fix. That's way too bougie for us. Our version. Our yeah, version. Much more barbecue style. Yeah, barbecue laundry. I love it. And with that, brother, that's a wrap. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. And check out our website, yourfinancialsobriety.com. Thanks again for listening today. Here to help you find more clarity, confidence, and capability along your journey into financial sobriety. I'm Matthew Grishman. And I'm Jim Gebhardt. Be intentional with your money. Jim Gebhardt is a registered representative of and securities offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Jim Gebhardt and Matthew Grishman are investment advisor representatives of Gebhardt Group Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, and Gebhardt Group Incorporated are not affiliated. The opinions in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or investment recommendations. To determine which investments or financial advice may be appropriate for you, consult a financial advisor prior to investing. Any reference to market performance is based on historical information and there is no expressed or implied guarantee of future performance. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Gebhardt Group Incorporated does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance.